Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Michael Haynes of Listen, Innovate, Grow. Michael, it's awesome to have you on the show. Great. Thanks to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Michael so you can hear about all these awesome things that he's doing. And Michael is a B2B customer and marketing strategy advisor. Michael's passion is to empower small and medium-sized businesses with buyer-driven approaches to acquire and retain business customers and drive business growth. Michael works primarily with service-based small, medium-sized businesses and professional services, IT, and financial services. He has over 23 years of experience and has advised small to medium-sized enterprises, startups, and corporates in Australia, Canada, Asia, Latin America, and the Middle East. Michael, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to, to kick everything off, I wanted to kind of, I guess, start in the beginning, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? What led you get started with your business? Uh, my CEO story. So uh, in a nutshell, I started off in corporate uh, back in Canada, uh, was working for a large retailer, uh, Canadian Tire Corporation, then did some work at Kraft Foods, Kraft um, Foods at their Canadian division. Uh, then I got a bit of the itch to uh, travel, relocate, moved here down under to Sydney, Australia in 2000, and then had some various corporate roles, one working at one of the big banks as a marketing manager, then progressed over and worked at uh, Accenture, management consulting firm, then moved over to uh, one of the large uh, telecommunications companies, Telstra, where I headed up their customer research and analysis uh, in their wholesale division. And that's where I really got into the B2B space. And then well, that'll take us up to about, I guess, 2000 and it was 10. And then at that point, I was offered to go into the top talent executive program. And I thought, working in big corporate as an exec now, I think it's time to do something different. So after a career break, went to South America and volunteer, I then set up my um, independent consulting firm uh, under my initial brand to Excel uh, in 2011. And I've been working as an independent fundamentally ever since. Nice. I absolutely appreciate that. And I don't know if you would definitely agree with this. I almost feel like getting the opportunity to kind of work and have those different experiences. To me, like, I always feel like at the heart of entrepreneurship is about creating solutions to problems. And I feel like having that kind of varied experience, I guess you can say, gives you that kind of new light to be able to not look at things in the same way that a lot of businesses and organizations can fall victim to. Oh, uh, absolutely. So that very corporate experience was very good in terms of building my skills around research, analysis, strategy, how to be customer centric, what are some of the uh, key approaches of what to do, and also what not to do as well, mm. by seeing some of the things that big corporates do and where they kind of get bottlenecked, and what's important to customers, you also begin to recognize some of those disconnects and some of those things that you want to be able to work through um, in smaller, more nimble organizations. And you can really see some of those places that can be opportunities for them to really focus on and deliver to customers and be able to win in the market um, by recognizing some of those potential bottleneck and problem areas. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many times we forget as uh, sometimes smaller, more nimble organizations that we have that opportunity to really kind of see an opportunity and really leverage that a lot quicker than those larger organizations. And I know that's a small piece of what you do to kind of help these organizations that you work with. So um, I know I read your bio a little bit, talked a little bit more about it. Could you drill down a little bit deeper, take us through how you serve your clients and what exactly you do to support them? So the great question. So I'm all about working with uh, small, medium enterprises, service-based businesses, as you said, to help them develop the strategies and action plans to enable them to acquire uh, new business clients, retain and expand, uh, to get more cross-sells, upsells, uh, and, re and retain those, those, those clients that they're seeking, and uh, do it through a framework which I call the Listen, Innovate, Grow B2B framework, which has three core activities that um, every B2B organization and every SME needs to be doing. So the first part is about making sure that they're listening and listening is all about getting an in-depth understanding on three levels. Uh, first is listening to you, which is all about understanding you as your company. What's your vision, your mission, your purpose? What are your strengths? What are your, uh, your goals? What are your uh, capabilities and resources that you have? Um, that's one area that you want to be focusing on. So you, you get an idea of where you should be focusing on, where are you winning in terms of what kinds of industries, markets, and customers. Mm -hmm. Secondly is listening to the market. So really having an understanding of what's going on in your external environment in terms of your industries, in terms of your geographic markets, uh, what are the regulations, technology dis disruptions, what are end customers looking for, what are your competitors doing, and that's very, very important. And in particularly in the environment that we're in right now, Gresham, it's really important that you're continually doing that market scanning to understand what's happening in your external environments across your industries and markets, which are continually changing. And then the third element is listening to your customers. And that is really about really having in-depth understanding about your customers in terms of their needs, priorities, uh, key challenges, pain points. But in B2B, it's very important that it's not just enough to understand at a customer level, so I mean at an organizational level. So let's say an SMB wants to get into the IT department, let's say of United Airlines, for example. It's not enough to just understand about the organization United Airlines. You need to understand within that particular department, that part of the business, who are the decision makers, who are those buyers and influencers, and you need to understand their specific priorities, challenges, pain points, areas of focus. And then everything that you do in terms of what you deliver, in terms of product services advice, how you deliver in terms of channels, hours of operation, level of expertise, uh, how you promote and engage with those, key, those decision makers, all of that has to re reflect around those decision maker needs, the needs of those individuals, those people that are involved in that uh, purchase decision process. So that's hence why it's important that you are buyer driven. And the reason why that's important is because buyers and users, when you're getting into large organizations, those who make the decision to purchase your, let's say you're an IT company and you're trying to get into that airline, those that make the decision to whether or not they're going to purchase your services and those who might use could be completely separate different people. So you might have the head of IT who might make the decision, but they may never actually be involved, but they have those KPIs, those business objectives, operational, financial objectives they're trying to achieve. Uh, so you have to make sure you're caring to their needs and priorities, uh, in addition to those who are actually using it, your project managers, your analysts, et cetera. So it's a subtle distinction, but it's quite important um, that you recognize um, buyers and users and that you are making sure you're delivering to buyer requirements. Otherwise, you could have missed opportunity.
Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely uh, misvalue as well, too. It kind of sounds like if you don't have that opportunity to create that win-win-win opportunity. And that listening piece sounds like a very foundational piece because um, I always look at it or, or approach it kind of like a doctor. When you go to the doctor, you figure out what exactly is going wrong so that you can pry, try and see what you're providing does provide that solution. But if you don't ever listen, then it's hard yeah. to really figure out how to create that win-win opportunity. Yes. And when, so once you have done that listening on those three levels, that gives you really where you need to focus. So what industries, markets, customers, what buyers you need to focus on, then it's determining how you're going to win. So based on understanding those needs, priorities, and challenges, then you're going to be determining what are the areas where you need to make some changes or new introductions and or improvements, which is business innovation. Uh, and you might, it might be around your products, your services. It could be around your uh, processes it could be on how you deliver it could be about getting into joint ventures so then by having an understanding of where you're going to focus what those needs and priorities are then you'll determine how you're going to win you know uh, new product lines product extensions uh, new channels what have you and that's how you're going to innovate uh, in terms of meeting those needs. And then your growth phase is about how you're going to sustain that growth. So what are the different you know, marketing and sales strategies that you're going to be using to be able to, uh, you know, to acquire, retain those customers, engage with them so that you can also uh, maintain and get that growth that you're seeking. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Uh, what sets me apart, makes me unique, is the fact that a, I am very buyer-driven. I think my secret sauce is my ability to help organizations to do that listening, to bring together those different elements of what's going on within their company, combined with what's going externally with the market and their customers, to bring that together to say, what, you know, fundamentally, you know, what are those areas you need to focus and how are you going to win? What do we need to be focusing on? Because fundamentally your strategies in B2B to deliver to your customers is really three things. What you need to deliver. So it's not just your product or sol solution, but it's the information and advice and insights to help decision makers make those decisions. How you deliver in terms of, uh, you know, how are you going to channel geographic reach, you know, expertise, what, what quality, what do you need to really focus on in your method of delivery and how do you engage. So my, I guess, secret sauce is really about pulling those insights across from that listening and how you translate that into those three elements of how you win in terms of what to deliver, how to deliver, how to promote and engage and turning it all into very actionable um, steps. So I'm always big in taking everything to an action plan where you can say, these are the priorities, these are the key activities and who's going to do them because that's how you get traction and momentum. Definitely appreciate that, Michael. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Uh, I guess a CEO hack for me, I guess I'm big on planning. So I like to, at the uh, end of every day, reflect at what I've done, you know, what's worked, what's not worked. And then uh, particularly at the end of the week, I like to reflect on to say, okay, where I'm at, and then start on Friday, start to plan for the following week in terms of what are the key things I need to do. And I really break it down to kind of A, B, and C. So A being what are the priorities that are must do and most aligned to building, growing the business, and then priorities B and C. So it, it's really that, that planning for the week and also um, at the end of each day to say how I did each day and what's going to happen for the next day. I find it just keeps me focused on what are the things that I really need to, those A, B, and C priorities on a daily and weekly basis keeps me focused so that I'm focusing on the things that matter because there's so much that you can get um, subsumed in. 
I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be like a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I would say it's a tip I got from a good friend of mine who's an entrepreneur in New York, has a couple of businesses. Um, and it's, I guess it's two things, have no shame and always be marketing. Yeah, Cynthia was always big on you, always have to be marketing, always have to be promoting yourself uh, and be switched on because you never know um, when you're going to meet someone who might know someone, you might be sitting beside someone on the plane and they might be a CEO of a potential client. That happened to me a few years ago. So yeah, um, have no shame and always, and always be marketing because if you don't promote yourself, no one else is going to. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny when I when I first started my business, I think the first thing that I read or one of the first things I, I read was to, to the people that are successful are the people that are telling everybody that they have their business and what it is that they're doing. And, and I love that, that, that how, uh, you know, not having any shame and always be marketing kind of go in tandem because I think the people, I always say the name of the game is all about visibility and being found. So being able to have that visibility to tell people what you're doing and do that in a marketing way, you never know when or how those opportunities come about. But if you're always doing it, you always kind of have that, that those actions, that mindset. Yes, people will. Yes. You know, you'll start to get that visibility, that cut through. People will see you start talking about you. Absolutely. Nice. I absolutely love that nugget. So now I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So, Michael, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, I guess CEO for me is about delivering impact. Uh, for me, it's about delivering impact to the clients that I serve uh, so that they can achieve the objectives that they want to achieve. And often with many of my clients, I found a lot of them, they have a higher purpose that they're trying to achieve. Uh, so it's having impact with them. And I also am big on giving back. Um, so helping to um, entrepreneurs that are coming up, leaders that are coming up, um, helping them, you know, providing them insights uh, guidance, advice, and being a sounding board for them to help them reach their aspirations and their dreams. So ultimately for me, it's about, yeah, delivering impact. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you for, for uh, talking about, as we were talking about listening, the multifaceted aspects of, 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 of being able to kind of have an impact, because I think so many times we think of, you know, bottom line, and of course, you can have an impact when the bottom line is taken care of. But as you said, having those mission driven organizations, being able to kind of reach back and provide insight and influence and mentorship to so many people, there's so many ways we can be of impact. And I think if we forget the holistic aspect of that, of being a quote unquote CEO, we really are... Um, I guess, not really having the impact that we could have if we don't look at all those different aspects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we do have a lot to bring by virtue of our, you know, our skills, our experience of what we've yeah. done. Um, there's a lot to bring to our clients, uh, to, you know, future leaders and to our communities as well. So yeah, for me, it's ultimately about, yeah, creating impact on multiple levels. Yeah, absolutely. And just like we talked about with Always Be Marketing, sometimes that impact is seen, sometimes it's not seen initially, and it can go and create a, a, a ripple effect that we can hear and see for years and years and years. So, Michael, truly appreciate that definition, and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Uh, fantastic. So for uh, those that want to uh, learn more about how they can develop those strategies and action plans for client acquisition, retention, and growth, uh, visit my website, listeninnovategrow.com. So that's listeninnovategrow.com. And there, there are a wealth of resources, videos, 
articles um, that you can utilize to help you build your understanding of what you need to do. There's also a free playbook, Understanding the Business Buyer in the New Norm, uh, which shows you uh, what you need to understand about today's business buyers in this current environment and how to go about leveraging that to drive those action plans that you need to get those uh, clients that you're after. And so listen to InnovateGrow.com and I'm also very active on LinkedIn as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I truly appreciate that again, Michael. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well too so that everybody can follow up with you. But I appreciate you for providing so much information as we kind of touched on, you know, before we hit the record button and even just now, like how important it is in this time and age to really be aware and listening to what's happening in the market with your customers and, and all those different aspects. So I appreciate you for providing some insight today, for providing so much insight and information on your website as well too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.